The Aladino group of cigars have been enjoyable. Specifically, that Cameroon, because Daddy is a sucker for a Cameroon rapper. Fingers below, you know what I am in this situation? A Cameroon rapper? I am Daddy. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. JRE Tobacco makes Aladino cigars, and they have 600 boxes. That is it, kids. Get yours now before it's too late. 599. They have the limited edition. This is a Toro 6x52, which means it is six inches long. Tee Always makes fingers when I laugh. And the ring gauge is a 52. That's the diameter of the cigar or how thick it is around. Tee Again, with the laughter from See, Fingers Malloy. You threw a curveball at me last week. You said it's six inches long, and I started to jump in with tee and you added Fingers Malloy at the end of it, and then my tee trampled the Fingers Malloy. So I paused this time. I learned. I paused. And I learned. A 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around. So this is a 52, exactly where both fingers and I like to be in terms of mouthfeel. Some people really, really like those bigger ring gauges. Me, 48 to 54. That's where I like to be, although I do love a Lancero at that 38 ring gauge. This is Honduran throughout. They actually discuss the fact that the binder and fillers is just this amalgam of Honduran tobacco they thought was really good. They won't even tell you what's going on. But what's interesting is that the the, uh, wrapper itself is a Cameroon seed wrapper out of Honduras. And you feel this thing. So so one of the things you'll get from a Cameroon wrapper is the idea that it's toothy. And when uh, think of a basket weave. And that there's just like almost like little pockets in the actual wrapper where oil is sitting and you can almost kind of feel it as a ridge. It's not massively pronounced, but just a little bit there. This wrapper is deceptive because it looks dry as a bone and it is oily as can be to the touch fingers. I love it. Yep. And a really good hand feel. Uh, Not that wiffle ball bat sensation that we talk about sometimes, uh, but not really too heavy either. Not that a cigar could be too heavy, but you, you know what I'm saying? There's, it, it just feels right in the hand. Uh, we just lit this, so uh, you know it's hard to, to say if it's in the humidor at this point. Oh, I know uh, I'm a yes, because I've already smoked this before. Oh, okay. I know exactly what's going on when we picked up this cigar. Um, so so a, a Cameroon wrapper will give you a little bit of sweetness at, at, at the first, give you a little bit of that kind of maybe a bit of uh, chocolate or, or, or nutty you're going to get at the first, and not so much chocolate, maybe more like a cocoa is is what it'll be. And there's also room for a little bit of spice in there. It, it has this this wonderful flavor profile, in, in, in my view. I, I just absolutely love it uh, to death. I'm also a huge fan of what Aladino does. This already is so much different than the Cameroon that they do. Because they do a straight Cameroon-wrapped uh, 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 cigar, and, it, and it's, I think, wonderful. This is a much bigger smoke already. I don't know if they still make it, but at one point, one of my favorite cigars uh, was the their Cameroon in a Lancero. Uh, I don't know if they're, if they're still making that or not. I, uh, maybe. Uh, but I, I love that cigar. Y- you're right. There's a, It's almost like a white pepper at the beginning. Yeah, it's a solid call. And uh, some, some, maybe some cedar and some nuttiness for but me. It's, but it's... It's it's it is this is a very thick smoke right off the bat. It is a full envelopment 
of of the tongue, right? And a lot of that's going to depend on what did you eat today, what did you drink today. That's why we say get out the notebooks, write it all down. What did you eat? What did you drink? The humidity in parts of the Midwest is at nine billion percent. There's heat advisories and everything else going on. It's kind of ugly right now in Indianapolis, Indiana. Are you are you getting in all your fluids, Tony? Are you oh, drinking oh, all I, the all the water? Are you getting your electrolytes? I have been hydrating. I've had both bourbon and rye. Nice. Uh, so I'm I'm very good, and and I have had uh, uh, steak and sushi. So surf and turf. So I really feel that I'm well covered to prepare and handle anything that comes my way. He's going to be a little bit more electric today, ladies and gentlemen, because before the broadcast began, he had some spicy tuna. I did. I did. I'm not going to lie. And it might have affected my palate, but I, I, I don't think so. Except that this cigar, this Aladino limited edition uh, from uh, uh, JRE Tobacco, this is, this is thick on the tongue. This is a full envelopment. This feels like a, a full-bodied cigar, Fingers Malloy. But as you write everything in your notebook, break the cigar up into thirds in your mind. First third, second third, and final third. Write down the flavors that you're getting out of it. Then go back and try it again three months, six months, whatever it is. Do it again. Compare the notes. See where that through line is. That's your flavor profile for the cigar. I've had people hit me up on social media and via electronic mail. Uh, asking me when we're going to have our cigar journals out. Yeah, we got to get that done, don't we? Yeah. Uh, we one talk- more thing. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, fingers. I appreciate that. From Aladino, JRE Tobacco, we are doing their limited ed- edition. Now, the question, Fingers Malloy, it's weird because there's almost, I mean, it, it's not, it's thick, but it's not tobacco forward. Mm-hmm. It's a really kind of interesting combination. Is this in your humidor? At $16 a stick. I can only assume at this point, if you're going to put a gun to my head, yes, it is. Just because I love what Aladino does, uh, and so far, so good uh, with this cigar. I'm almost getting a little bit of saltiness right now. Yeah, I think I... Which is weird, because I'm not a salty fan. Uh, I've talked about the Abo Karib. Uh, it's very salty to me. I don't like that cigar at all. This is different. There is a... You know, I keep using that term, fullness... But it's almost hit a little bit bitter on the tongue, and yet I'm not bothered by it at all. No. Like, the whole thing is just working. And the answer is there would be, I would buy a, a box of these and try these at different periods, different weathers, different everything, because it is limited edition, because I know there's only 600 boxes of it. I could see myself being a guy uh, with a, a box of these. $16, though, is at a price point where you got to double-check yourself. Yeah. So you don't don't start with a box. Start with one. Start with one and then see if it's something you want to graduate into because where we are right now in the first third of the cigar, I would start with the philosophy fingers. This is not the cigar for everybody. You know that we did the we did the rattle and snap eight year yes. uh, Tennessee whiskey? That's not for everybody. That is a weirdo flavor profile. It still is. Um this has some very unique punches to it already in this first third. With that, you talk about a little bit of salty, a little bit of bitterness, but there is a the little bit of sweetness, but there is the white pepper. There is how it envelops the full mouth. It is the thickness of, of the smoke. It's it's peculiar. So how would you describe the, the sweetness that you're getting off the stick? Would you almost like an almondy kind of sweetness or no, not not nutty. A, a very a very, very tame cocoa. Okay. Um, which which is nice. It doesn't have to be a, a, a big hit. And especially if you're like comparing it with with some level of pepper. All you want is something that 
gives a, a, a quality balance. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be overwhelmed in some way. So this is a very, very tame cocoa is what I'm, I'm getting out of the Cameroon wrapper. Uh, it's just that this being a, a Cameroon seed, this with the other things they've got out of Honduras, there, there is some flavor playing here. And I dig some Honduran cigars, uh, specifically what uh, Placencio did. What was it, the 146? Really enjoyed that. So I'm going to give this the whole way through, the whole smoke through before giving my thoughts. The limited edition Aladino from JRE Tobacco. Bud Light wants your love. Again, if you don't mind, pretty please. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Our book, Let's Go Barbecue, recipes, tips, and tales from the pit. Perfect Christmas gift. Make sure you get it at Amazon.com. Let's Go BBQ, available at Amazon.com. By yours truly, Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy. You know what's even more of a perfect gift, if that's possible, for something to be more perfect than perfect? Right. Two copies of Let's Go Barbecue. That's correct. Two copies of Let's Go Barbecue. It's two for the low, low price of two. Let's go BBQ at Amazon.com. Bud Light is having a contest to win NFL-themed prizes, e-gift cards to NFL.com or Fanatics, NFL Sunday ticket all season long. You give them your email address, there's a button you press, and then you can see if you win every day. This is, this is their plan. Their plan is Free stuff from NFL.com if you give us your email. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, they've tried other things when it comes to what you would think would be a traditional Anheuser-Busch audience. Like, I, I think at one time they tried to pair with Harley-Davidson, and they got mocked for that. Uh, now this NFL light beer trying to attract fans to come back to Bud Light. Will it work? I, I don't know, man. I don't think so. Uh, I, the problem with this concept is that it's not a, a, a good plan. This plan happens clandestine, behind the curtain. Nobody knows that you submitted your email address. Nobody knows that you're going to win. You can win X, Y, or Z. What does this do to get more people buying the beer? You've already lost your your status as the best-selling beer in, in America. You already have the, the Anheuser-Busch family saying... Let us buy it back from you, InBev. You guys don't understand the American market. We do. Let us buy back the, 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 the brand. You, are, you still have people destroying it. You still have people hating it, even though Kid Rock, after shooting all the Bud Lights with a machine gun or whatever he had, I don't think it was a machine gun. It was Kid Rock. It totally could have been a machine <laughs> gun. Um, uh, he was seen holding a Bud Light at, a, at, a, at an event. It's like, oh, way to abuse your own brand, Kid R. That's bad stuff. But no, but other people aren't doing that. They're not following suit. I don't think uh, some people realize that cameras are everywhere. Everywhere. You will be seen. Right? Yes. The revolution will be televised. <laughs> Was prescient. Uh, but, but, yeah, the brand, is, the brand is screwed, and this isn't going to help people buy the brand. They can't email market to you enough to get you to be like, all right, now I'll go buy. The coupons they're going to send are buy one case, get a company free. <laughs> Does it come with a share of stock? Right. Uh, listen, I think that they may be trying to get your email address, not necessarily for Bud Light, but for other products that they sell. Uh, you're, you're, you're exactly right. If you're entering 
this to say, say you want Sunday ticket for free. Sunday ticket isn't cheap. Uh, so you're, you're looking to enter just to get Sunday ticket. It's not like you have to take a picture of yourself with a Bud Light and share it to your public profile to be able to be entered into this contest, I don't think. So it's just they want your email address. So you don't necessarily have to buy the product. I think a lot of people do it, but it doesn't mean that Bud Light is in any way, shape, or form coming back. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't connect that way at all. There is a bothersome story, and it's going to bother some people more than others. You're hearing people talk about mask mandates again. Yeah. There is a variant of COVID. Don't yell at me, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. don't you yell at me. I will come over there, and I will, I will turn this car right around. Uh, and uh, it's, it's getting more hospitalizations, though. You're not hearing about anybody dying. And you have people saying you have to wear masks. You have a college in Atlanta that has now instituted a mask mandate, but only for 14 days. And then you have a studio. Well, to stop the curve. Right, to, 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 to flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. It was 15 days to flatten the curve. This college, so good, only needs 14. <laughs> and, and there's a, uh, I think it's Lionsgate. It's a studio in, in L.A., Mask mandate. Now, listen, I have said this, and you've said this. You want to wear a mask, live your life. Yeah. Mandates are a problem. And as you were discussing it, Fingers, the issue with this talk again is what happens if people really do go back to this mandate world. We've already seen the damage done to the restaurant industry, to the hospitality industry. And you're like, I don't know if they can handle another round of this. No, I don't think they can. And so... You know, today we're talking about colleges having these mandates. Tomorrow, is it going to be restaurants? Is it going to be bars? Are governments going to step in and say, we, we need to bring back the mask mandates? Is it going to be just in certain parts of the country where other parts of the country are going to say, absolutely not, we're not doing this again? Is this going to, we're going to go through the same thing that we went through in, in, in 2020 and 2021, where you've got family member pitted against family member over these these mask mandates? This is where it's it's to an extent different you could argue regardless of your politics just just from a, a more aerial overview kind of thing you can argue that people didn't know and so there was a conversation of safety versus freedom now fingers and i we're, we're, we're liberty people we're always gonna be on the liberty side over the idea of of, of safety side because that's just how a we, we think a society must run but people could do what they want. It was the idea of the force. But we have so much more data now. And we know that masks, based on the studies, don't stop COVID because of how the particle moves. It's an aerosolized particle as opposed to, let's say, a droplet from a cold, flu, things like that. There's a reason to wear a mask. Masks do stop things. It's a mask. Of course it does. But it doesn't stop COVID. And we've got studies from the University of Waterloo and other places so we're in a different place with the knowledge and the data on the subject. Are we, though? Oh, I understand oh. what you're saying. but Paying being, attention to it is different. That's exactly right. I'm looking at a piece right now from CNN. It may be time to break out the mask masks against COVID, some experts say. So it all depends on the narrative that's being spun by major news outlets. And you know that there are people who are discussing this as, as so it's, it's September, if you will, end of August, 2023. We're just getting into the election season for president. Is all of this just a, a, just a move to allow for 
you know, the, the controversies around mail-in voting and things like that. And, and people are talking about this aggressively. And some people are like, what are you talking about? That's crazy. Except they can show you data. Everybody can take this in any political direction they want. The question we're asking, and, and, and I love that you went right to this first, exactly what kind of damage are we going to do to small business owners? Because I believe you're correct. They can't handle it again. This cannot be done. They, 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 most of them didn't come back. The ones that did come back had a hard time. You're just going to put generations out of business. Let's look at somewhere like New York City and all the restaurants that closed in New York City during COVID because of the restrictions. Some of them obviously got through that difficult situation. You're going to put them right back in that situation again? Are they going to be able to survive a second round of this? I don't. I, that's my point. I don't think so. I think your concerns, which are, are really these these livelihood concerns and and concern of the individual as opposed to somebody's own uh, political narrative, et cetera, I think that's a just pure decency. And, and secondly, that's that should be the consideration. It's I can't believe we're still talking about this. I think we've hit a certain level of peak, and maybe that peak is peak. Oh come on, ness. I think that's the oh come on. Is it just, do you throw the O in there? No, it's just, just come on. on. <laughs> See, drink smoke, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. I am Tony Katz. Queen, for whatever reason, in their latest greatest hits release, they have decided to leave off the song Fat Bottomed Girls. Because I guess in today's world, it's offensive. And uh, the, the, the quote here, the quote that has come out um, is that uh, we felt uh, after the list, looking at the average age of our listeners is five years old. <laughs> what? And after consultation, we felt Fat Bottom Girls wasn't appropriate for our younger audience. What do you mean five years old? This is a platform that the, the average listener is aged five. It's called Yodo. An oh, so audio- this wasn't Queen. This was the platform yes. Yodo, Y-O-T-O. Yes. And Queen fans are upset about this. They're angered by this, and it's absolutely crazy that they're angry about I this. I had thought this was Queen leaving it off. No, no, no. This is the platform where the album is at, and they have left off of the digital download Fat Bottom Girls from 1978 because the average age of the audience is five years old, and they feel it's inappropriate. Yes. Left alone with Big Fat Fanny, she was such a naughty nanny Keep big woman, you made a bad boy out of me. You want five-year-olds listening to this? I understand if you're a Queen fan, you don't want to see uh, some of the, the, the songs be taken off of popular streaming uh, platforms. But let, let's have some common sense here. I, did you <laughs> Listen, I think it would be a really funny little viral video to watch a four-year-old singing Fat Bottom Girls. But it's not appropriate. I'm telling you right now, you can probably find videos of a five-year-old singing WAP by Cardi B. (laughs) Probably. So what are we talking about here? Uh, Look, the the Queen fans are are right um, to be like, what's wrong with with you? This is 
uh, ridiculous. Um, what is available is Bohemian Rhapsody. Mama just killed a man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger, now he's dead. That's fine. Your five-year-old is going to love that. No nightmares there. Should that be on the platform? These are kids are five. It should be Barney. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Wait, if this is the way we're going to start doing things, allow me to get to the question that the five-year-old is going to ask. Hey, Dad. Your your dad. Your your dad. Hey, Dad. uh, Yeah. Uh, What happened to Freddie Mercury? (laughs) It's complicated. Okay. (laughs) Who wants ice cream? Okay. There is no escaping the fact that something may indeed have some level of inappropriateness based on age group. The question is... Do you really leave songs off? Now, I'm not going to get myself outraged by it. It's a question of whether or not Queen wants to be on the platform. The, the bigger question is, how many five-year-olds are like, I'm telling you right now, if I don't have an arena ballad right now, I'm going to lose my stuff. Where's the slaughter? Where's Europe? That's what I want to know, the five-year-old said. I don't know, man. I, you just read some of these lyrics here, like... Uh, Take me to them dirty ladies every time. <laughs> That's bad bottom girls. And maybe they just need a shower. <laughs> That's what we're going. Okay. That's a very dad answer. And what? then again, who wants ice cream? Now that's not what he meant. He meant dirty as it filthy. <laughs> but that's not the point. Why is why put it even on the platform? At all. Why is Queen there That's a good question. for five-year-olds when every song should simply be banana phone or, or something <laughs> yeah. or something from Taylor? Do you put Taylor Swift songs in there? Every song is about a hating a guy and breaking up. I don't think that's good for five-year-olds. You will get an unhealthy view of relationships if nothing but Taylor Swift is on your platform. I don't know. I it just The things that outrage people nowadays are... Be- Queen fans are losing sleep at night. I know who doesn't care about any of this. Freddie Mercury. No. Doesn't care. I, I, I doubt the Queen guys care at all. If you want to talk about songs that are confused kids, should we have a uh, uh, Kodachrome by Simon and Garfunkel? Because you'd be like, what's a photograph? I don't, I don't know. What's a Nikon camera? There are things, man. It's funny. I was reminiscing with uh, my cousin the other day talking about the things and I know this sounds very old man but uh, we were talking about how our families but they weren't into taking pictures uh, you know I don't have many pictures of me growing up doing things and it was because well geez developing film was expensive taking your photos to the photo mat that was right. pricey so a lot of these kids just don't know what it's like, Tony. They don't know the excitement and anticipation of going to the photo mat and getting ready to get their pictures handed to them and uh, them actually having to pay for them instead of just taking a picture and showing the phone immediately to their friend. You'll never, you'll, the, thi- the things they'll never know. They, n- none of them have ever had to change the stations on the TV by pulling out a pair of pliers. <laughs> it's because the knob broke off. Sometime in late 83. Oh, boy. Good times. It toughened us up is what it did. I don't know if it toughened us up. Somebody said, uh, you know, we were talking about phones and schools and should kids have phones in schools? Well, we didn't have phones in schools and we were fine. If we could have had phones in schools, we totally would have had phones in schools. What kind of thing is this? 
It would have been awesome if we had had phones in schools. You know what Mother Malloy used to make me do? I played basketball in high school, and of course we didn't have phones. Uh, and so there was a payphone in the gym, and I had to call my parents to let them know I needed a ride to pick me up because practice was over. They would make me call collect. And then my mother would answer and say, I'm sorry, I'm the cleaning woman. I can't accept these charges. And would hang up and then know to pick me up. These kids don't know what that was like. Yeah, we never actually did that. But lots of people <laughs> did that, right? Yes. What? They don't even know what call and collect is. Oh, what a payphone is. Oh, that, is that goes in museums. Call and collect was when you didn't have any coins on you. And you'd call the operator. I'd like to make a collect call. And you give them the number. And then the charges, instead of going to you and putting your quarter in, would go to whomever you were calling, and 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 that's where that's how it got paid. That was a collect call, right there. Party lines. Remember party lines? I never called a party line a day in my life. Did you? Fingers. No, 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 no. not the party line where it was like a one eight hundred one nine hundred number. It was you shared your phone line with another home, and. You had what? Oh yeah, that was that was a thing. You shared your phone number with somebody else? Yes. You did not. Uh, I not sure if I did, but I have a I don't know if this is a, a memory of my parents talking about having a party line or we had one back when I was like 5 or 6, but that was the thing, you know, that was when you didn't have call waiting. So wait, the party line so it was shared by two families. Yes. And they called it a party line? I believe so. Like it's a multi-party. I think line. it's possible your parents were swingers and didn't want to tell you. <laughs> there were a lot of pineapples hanging outside. This <laughs> number of pineapples. Oh, that's so funny. Because I was going right for a pineapple joke. <laughs> I was racing towards it. Oh, like I was going to put it in a smoothie. I was racing in that direction. The pineapple is the international symbol, allegedly. Of swingers. I have no idea if it's true, but I'm always on the lookout. I'm always looking for pineapples. And come to think of it, back when I was five and six years old, they played a lot of Queen in the house. Oh, is that right? I heard a lot of fat bottom girls. Did you have to have a large fishbowl around? <laughs> no. Didn't. They had no fish. Lots of suede furniture, though. How often were you told, go to your room and turn the music up real loud? <laughs> Several times. A day? It didn't, yes. Didn't affect me, though, at all no. as an adult. You look healthy, is what you do. Let's drink uh, some Canadian whiskey. That sounds good. Because that's just the kind of people we are. Who wants some bare face? That's coming up next. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. The world of Canadian whiskey is wild and unknown and unknowable. My God, Canadian whiskey is the mystery. You think women are a mystery, men? You know nothing. It's Canadian whiskey that will have you questioning your existence. Wild? Not really, but it's still <laughs> yummy. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything. Are you going to be all right, Fingers? Eat, Drink, Smoke says Canadian whiskey is wild and yummy. Just, just be sure to quote us properly. That's Fingers Malloy. We went Canadian today going with Bareface. Canadian whiskey aged seven years, triple oaked, it's a really, really unique kind of play. This is a single-grain Canadian whiskey. Seven years in ex-bourbon American oak barrels. So remember, for, to be bourbon, bourbon is specifically to the United States. It has to be in a first-use charred oak barrel. 
Those barrels then get used in other places for other things. Scotch can use bourbon. Irish whiskey can use bourbon barrels. Japanese whiskey can use bourbon barrels. And so can Canadian whiskey. So they're putting it into those barrels. Then from there, it's aged in a French oak red wine cask. And from there, an air-dried virgin Hungarian oak. I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Air-dried virgin Hungarian oak. That's a new one. That's, that's usually something you see at Realtor.com. That's how you describe your hardwood floors. There's a lot going on here. What's interesting is a mash bill for seven years, 85 proof. This is 100% corn. 85 proof Canadian? So is that like 50 American? No, no. 85 oh. proof is 85 proof. It's the universal language, like love. Uh, but 100% corn. There, the, there is no rye. There is no wheat. There is no barley. Now, to be a bourbon, you have to be at least 51% corn. 100% corn in the Canadian whiskey, the Bearface, which I will admit is an awesome bottle because it has what looks like bear uh, paw scratch marks on the bottle. It's really, it is, admittedly, very well done. It's amazing. I took pictures of the bottle before the show, and I didn't even notice that. You didn't notice? No. No, it's not just a little, it's not like two X's. It's meant to be claws that is ripping cool. at at the bottle. Um, it is a very very honey golden, a honey pale, a pale honey is I think the way I would look uh, at that. Um, touch of viscosity, not much though. And holy cow, is that a bright sweet note? Oh my god, what? Hundred percent corn. That is, yeah, you know, it's 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 fruity. That is super sweet. Oh, that's that smells like something you'd sneak out of your parents' liquor cabinet. Probably a Canadian whiskey. <laughs> oh, what is that? It smells like something right out of Yankee Candle. But not in a bad Honestly, way. Honestly, well done. That is a killer pull right there. It does smell like something out of Yankee Candle. It's three quarters nondescript, but it, it, it is sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little bit of texture to it, a little bit of thickness to it on the nose. Maybe vanilla. That's about the only, that's the only, like, only thing I can pull that out of the sweetness. I don't, I, I, Maybe. I do not know. I don't know, but it's, it's certainly, it's certainly welcoming, right? It, yes. it doesn't, it's not going to turn you off. The Bareface Canadian Whiskey, elementally aged, triple oak, seven years. Fingers below, you ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this all week. We start it neat and then decide whether to bring it to a big rock, uh, some ice chips, or a little bit of water. We start it with the Kentucky Chew. We take that sip, move it around the palate. It's called the Kentucky Chew. Really get a feel for what it is you're drinking. Sometimes you want to make, take a second sip. The first one to set the taste buds. The second sip to really get flavors. Fingers, what do you know? That's interesting. Uh, for me... It's 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 sweet. Uh, there's a sting on the tongue that really really lingers. It stays there. It's not a spice. It is. It, it's just. It's a sting. There's no uh, warmth in the chest at all. Uh, there's some cherry uh, and maybe some chocolate. It's good. All right, I'm going in. I'm going in. This has spent three to four years in those bourbon, uh, American bourbon barrels, and another three to four in uh, the French oak uh, red wine cask, and then the air-dried virgin Hungarian oak casks. Here it is. 
This is Bareface. I'm going in, fingers He's going, going in, in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we call the Saginaw Swish. A little bit of baking spice mm. at the end there, too. Oh. First, you missed it. It's the Canadian Chomp or the Montreal Munch. Ah, there it is. That would be it for Canada. Secondly, you could drink that like you could just drink all of that in one in one sip. That is such a sweet thing. Maybe only uh, people who are Jewish will get the reference. That's got a bit of a Manischewitz feel. Oh yeah, Manischewitz. I have no idea. What you're <laughs> you have no about. idea. Um, oh, that that is a grape Concord wine, a Concord grape wine. Um, it's hyper sweet. Yes, yeah. Jewish holidays and things like that. That is hyper sweet. Um, not over. Hyper sweet's the right word. Not necessarily overwhelming. It's sugary. Um, on the finish, it's a little bit of a chocolatey. There is a little bit of a cherry in there. Um, if you had dried fruits covered in chocolate, there you go. Mm-hmm. Now you say, ooh, sounds delicious. Could be a little bit overbearing. Could be. Uh, that's, that, is, that is silly. You think that would be good in a milkshake? I think this is the only thing you could add to a milkshake. I think this would be so brilliant in a milkshake, I don't even know what to say. There's actually nothing wrong here. No. Zero wrong here with the bare face. Oddly, oddly, this is lovely. And you're not one who likes something this sweet normally. No, I want, there's no oak in this. It doesn't even exist. There is no wood that you get uh, from this in the slightest. It's super desserty, super fun. You're going to have this after dinner. You're going to pair this with something. Uh, uh, pairing this with a vanilla ice cream yeah. or, 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 a, or, a, or gelato would just be perfect. If you wanted to pair this with um, uh, a, a, a half-decadent dessert, this, yeah, oh, that totally works. I mean, don't get me wrong. It ain't bourbon, but it totally works. I'm hesitant to put anything in it. It's oh, really I hear good. You. I I wonder if it'll bring out any oak and take out some of the sweetness if we put it on a no, rock. No, I I think your fear is that if you put any water in it or ice in it, it will dilute to the point of non-existent. Yeah, it will just mute all those things, and you'll just be left with this this glass of mush. That's what you're worried. <laughs> True or false? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Is it in your liquor cabinet, Fingers Malloy? Bareface Spirits, the Bareface Seven Year Triple Oak, for thirty five dollars. Yeah, it's a good change of pace. Only if you're looking for a dessert drink. Yeah. Out of everything we have done so far, 2023, this is the best of the dessert drinks. It really, you, you will be surprised that like, okay, that plays. Now, I am going to bring it to a cube because I do it for each drink, Smoke Nation, but I'm with you. I, I fear it. Oh, that is an easy, easy sipping whiskey. Not, exa- not at all what I expected. No. Because it doesn't have any of the whiskey characteristics, you would think. Yeah. The oak, the caramel, all that is gone. It is chocolate and 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 cherry and or I should really say those fruits and and all and sugar. That's it. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Find it all at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Become a supporter. We'd love to have you there. Check out the lounge. For Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, that's you, at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. The Bareface Triple Oak 
Canadian whiskey aged seven years. That's what we're drinking. It's it's crazy sweet and a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, there, there ain't no oak. No. There, there, there ain't no oak, as the kids would say. We expected it to be sweet because of the mash bill being 100% corn. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. This is a dessert whiskey. Uh, I think it would be great with vanilla ice cream. Or just if you had a nice meal and you wanted something sweet after it was over, but you're like, I can't eat another bite. This is perfect. Right. This is the representation of Waffa Thin, according to Monty <laughs> Python. Aged in ex-bourbon American oak barrels, then in French oak red wine casks, and air-dried virgin Hungarian oak. I'm doing it, fingers. I moved it oh. to the big cube right there. The things we do for Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. That's what I'm doing right there. He's adding a little bit of water to his. Water will bring down the proof, and this uh, didn't come in at a big level of proof at all. I think it was 85 approved, 8045 proof. I can't remember right now. 85. Um, thank you. Uh, and um, water will bring down the proof. Water will also open up your bourbon or your whiskey. Maybe add some more flavor from something that was muted. Maybe mute something that had a little more flavor. Fingers added a little bit of water, and he is super disappointed. It took the sting away a little bit, and it brought out an unpleasantness that I can't put my finger on. I don't know what this new flavor has that has cropped up. I'm going in. I've got mine on a big rock. Nice big cube right there. There's still the sweetness there, uh, but there's something else going on. I'm not happy. He's doing the, what do we say, the Montreal Munch. Try that. On the cube, it took these big, sweet notes of, of kind of like chocolate and dried fruit and things like that and kind of kind of tied it a touch together I think that isn't bad but there's now a, a real bitter happening yeah on the finish nope nope I would have stuck with it neat for a second there I was like oh that's oh no now it now it's getting <laughs> oh, something something with my tongue that's not yeah yeah I, that's, I want, that is not it for a cube I want to know what the transcript will look like for this uh, <laughs> um, yeah no it doesn't work it worked neat, though. Yeah, it did. It was $30 a bottle, $35 a bottle. It really is this kind of fun dessert whiskey. They can be like, here, try this. It's not fun you anymore. Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, the the cube, the water. That finish, it just. Oh, uh, no. It's sour. Sour bitter. Yeah. And not in the good way. Right. It's hard to make that the good way. But there is a good way. <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh, that's a shame. That's a pity. At thirty dollars, thirty-five dollars a bottle, you could, you still got to try it. Oh, absolutely! Don't go to a lounge and get it. Buy the dang bottle and do it. I'm going against your generalized theory, there, fingers. Well, if it's at a lounge, make sure to order it neat. That's all I have to say. That is true enough. And we are smoking from Aladino JRE Tobacco. They're limited edition, only six hundred boxes. This is uh, Honduran uh, throughout, but that wrapper is a Cameroon seed. Uh, from Honduras, this is a really kind of bigger uh, smoke in 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 the flavors. We've gotten a little bit of salty out of it. We've gotten a little bit of a cocoa out of it. There's a little bit of white pepper in the back of of, of uh, the the throat going on there. It is, I think, a very well constructed, very good feeling uh, cigar. I, I like the way it is smoked. I have not even done a touch up really to uh, the, the cigar and all the time we've been doing the show. 
I would buy a box because it's limited edition, but this is a once-a-month cigar for me. I think I'm much more of a fan of the, the Aladino Cameroon than right. this, uh, but this is solid. I'm really enjoying it. And aren't you proud of me, Tony? I'm just into the second third, maybe halfway through the second third. Normally, I'd be almost done by now. Yeah, you're not just into the second third. You are very close to the final third. Oh. You don't even know. You don't oh. understand. Is this the first time you didn't actually know how to measure accurately? Well, I'm looking at this right now. I think that's three inches long right there. And being that it was six inches long originally. Oh, so you think that's half? That's half. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you're there. No. I don't think you're. I don't. I, I don't think you, you understand measurements at all. Drat. It's time, figures, Malloy, for news of the week. Oh, Tony, what? The things that are happening in California. I mean, I don't mean to pick on that beautiful state, but from time to time. You read what's going on in California, and you just have to shake your head. Yes? What'd they do now? A group of California legislators are expected to propose handing out unemployment benefits to striking workers. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop for a moment and let that, like, wash all over me. So someone has a job. Yes. They want more money. Yes. Their fellow employees want more money. Yes. They decide to go on strike to push ownership management to give them more money. Yes. And those people who went on strike, who of their own accord decided to stop working and stop getting paid so they can make more money in the future, they're going to get unemployment benefits from the people in California who are still working. Yes. Sure. Uh, the California Unemployment Insurance Program is currently $18 billion in debt. I, this is amazing. And then on top of it, this insurance program is funded by business taxes. So the business is paying the tax to create these unemployment benefits for these wor workers to strike against the business. You open up a business in California... Best of luck to you. You did this to yourself. You accept it. Now, when it comes to the state, even if I think it is, as the expression would go, fakakta crazy, it's Yiddish. I'm okay. I'm clear. I'm in the good. I'm good. I was wondering where you're going with that. Um, I don't care what the state of California does because I have the right to leave. It's when things happen on a federal level that I get much more enraged. And don't get me wrong. I think the people of California should be enraged. Me, I'm going to sit back with a lovely bourbon and I'm going to watch what happens. When will California learn that no matter what pie-in-the-sky idea they have, no matter how desperately they want to be the most pro-union of pro-union states, that sometimes it doesn't work? Sometimes, as Margaret Thatcher pointed out, you run out of other people's money. Businesses will leave if they haven't left already. This is an unsustainable theory. When do they learn? They aren't learning. Bloomberg News uh, did a, a full analysis on uh, the steady exodus of Wall Street banks and big tech firms from California and New York who have left over the past several years. It's cost the state's nearly $1 trillion a piece. Yeah, that, I, I saw that story. So we're talking about, like, especially in New York, that whole Wall Street piece. Why in the world do I need to be in New York, pay New York taxes to be a trader? I can do that. The internet allows me to do anything. 
Why can't I be in North Carolina? Why can't I be in Tennessee and no income tax? Why can't I be in Florida? No income tax. Uh, I have argued that our beloved Indiana, where we record in Indianapolis at Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com, we should absolutely get rid of the income tax. Now, that doesn't mean the state can't have other taxes. Income tax should not exist. But the other taxes are lower as well compared to New York and California. So, of course, people are moving. But doesn't California realize that what they're doing doesn't work? I don't think they care. But they can't sustain. And is the answer, it doesn't matter? The ideology is more important than the reality? The ideology and raw political power that comes with all of this. I, I, I just don't think you can look at what's going on in California right now and think that the people who are coming up with policy care about what's going on in California right now. And you now. guys know that we study politics, we, we talk politics so often, and we've been addressing these issues for more than a decade. We've been addressing these California issues, and there comes a moment where you throw up your hands. This is really what you want. You know it doesn't work. You know that it's actually a hateful thing to do, but you keep doing it. All we can do is drink bourbon and watch and see. Oscar Mayer. They're known for their cold cuts. They're bacon. Heck, they're, they're hot dogs. Tony, they're as American as apple pie. And now they're known for wiener straws. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy along with Tony Katz. Find everything uh, regarding Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Tony, I know you're a big Oscar Mayer wiener fan. Oh, oh who isn't? Wait, I'm not. Oh. That's right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm an all-beef guy, right? And Oscar Mayer is, is, is not all-beef. Nothing against him. Fantastic mobile. They, the Mobile, world class. They don't make an all-beef hot dog? I don't know. I, I, do, do they make Hebrew National? That is uh, the third best hot dog in America. I will fight you. I will fight you. You're going to name some Michigan thing, aren't you? Well, of course, Kogel hot dogs are the best hot dogs in America. I don't even know what to do anymore. I don't even know what to do. Tell me more with about your Detroit-style pizza, too. With their natural casings and that snap when you bite into them. Magnificent. Right. But they don't make straws. Because as you know, snap is one of the flavor sensors on your tongue, right? You got, you got, the, you got the salty, you got the sweet, you got the bitter, right? Uh -huh. You got the sour, and then, of course, snap. Uh, it's worked pretty well for Rice Krispies over the years. You got the snap, you got the crackle, and you got the pop. Yes, but to make Rice Krispies really work, you need the sugar. That's... That, you, like, you don't add sweetener to your Rice Krispies. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay. When I have a Rice Krispie square, I pour a oh. bunch of sugar on top of it before I consume it. But let's get back to the Oscar <laughs> Mayer new hot dog straw, Tony. So l last year, right around this time, there was uh, what the kids call a viral video that went mm. out. Uh, there was a guy at... A major league baseball game. It was, I believe, at Yankee Stadium. And someone filmed him. He hollowed out a hot dog with a straw so he could put the hot dog in his beer and he used the hot dog as a straw. So Oscar Meyer celebrating this viral video one year later, uh, you can now pre order on Oscar Meyer's website. The Oscar Mayer hot dog straw until Tony's supplies run out. 
All right. So. When the, let me know when the supplies run out so I can rejoin society. The tube steak shaped straw is out. made nope. out of silicone. Nope. Wait, it's not even a hot dog? Well, no. How do you how do you ship that out to the folks? Dry ice. Dry ice. No, it's silicone. Are you are you telling me that some fool decides to drink their soda out of a hot dog straw? Beer. Beer. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Way to make it worse. <laughs> By hollowing out a hot dog. Mm-hmm. And these people said, why not make a straw out of it? Yes. And people are going to buy this. Absolutely. Christmas is saved. <laughs> so what? what's key is... See what you're you're not thinking. Sure, they could make it out of a real hot dog and ship it uh, in dry ice, but it won't be reusable that way, Tony. This way, you can order yourself a Oscar Mayer new hot dog straw made of silicone, and you can use it again and again and again. I'm not sure. It doesn't say on uh, this piece over at thetakeout.com if it is dishwasher safe or not. <laughs> Look, man, uh, it, it, good on them, and uh, I, I hope they make a hundred billion dollars out of it. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's, it, it's, it's a product. It's, it is what it is. It's. Can I please stop thinking about this now? I would, I would really like to stop thinking about this now. <laughs> I want to stop thinking about how somebody used a, a hot dog as a straw. I want to stop thinking that people want to drink out of hot dog straws. It's fun. It's the thing. That's it. Good enough by me. So you you don't you don't want oh, to get one? Oh, please make it stop. Well, let's continue on the food theme, shall we? You know, you go to the Olive Garden and uh, you get the breadsticks Hold and on. the salad. <laughs> we went from Oscar Mayer and uh, Wiener Straws to Olive Garden. Yeah. Uh-huh. We are, we are really fulfilling the eat and eat, drink, smoke today, aren't we? Well, I, I listen, the only thing we're missing today is a list. But let me get to this story because they have a new menu item, apparently, at one Olive Garden in Detroit. And that's uh, rat food minestrone soup. Stop it. So a man is suing Olive Garden, alleging a rat foot was in his minestrone soup. So you're sitting there. You're, you're having your soup. And he, he went to uh, swallow, and he felt something against his cheek. He pulled out the rat foot, got sick at the table. Staff came over and said, that's weird. One server said, we don't have meat in our stray <laughs> soup. They tried to get the rat foot away from him. But he had it. Uh, he has witnesses, and now he is suing Olive Garden, this particular Olive Garden. Okay. $25,000 he's suing for. That's it? Yeah, both physical injury and mental anguish and emotional distress. I'm, I should get $25,000 for reading this. Reading the story. <laughs> Everybody drinks Smoke Nation gets 40 bucks. $25,000. Um, a horrifically dangerous situation. Yeah. In, in all of these things. And certainly, of course, you understand that uh, they're getting things out of a commissary. I would I, That's the way I would assume that it would go. It would be more of a larger kitchen that's then distributing to the other kitchens and certain things that they go through a lot of, like the minestrone soup, uh, because they're doing soup salad breadsticks and, and, and that kind of stuff. 
how does it happen? I'm trying to do the mathematics of how the rodents don't. If you show me a picture, fingers. So help me God, you and I you will want, never do radio. You, you want to look? You want to look? There it is. It's considered good luck in Latvia. Dude, that's a big ass foot. <laughs> that's that's a big dude. Um. Oh my God, I'm I'm actually repulsed. <laughs> I can't believe he's only suing for $25,000. I want to know how it happens. You can't miss that. How does it happen? And if I could, just for curiosity's sake, where's the rest of the rat? (laughs) That's in the Caesar salad. That was extra, right? Protein in the Caesar is always extra. Right. So if I'm... (laughs) If I'm the kitchen manager, I hate you. You you burn the pot, like throw it in a fire along with uh, the ladle and Whoa. all the other ladles. If I'm the kitchen manager, if I'm the manager, I close the restaurant, everybody out, and I literally throw out every food item there is. You have absolutely no idea where this came from. The, what I'm amazed by: when did this happen? When did this take place? Recently, right? So recent. Story. Yeah, it's it's recent. It doesn't have uh, exactly uh, when this happened, well, but it's it, very it, recent. You know, it doesn't even matter. How did not this not trigger a national story that forced Olive Garden to literally shut down and refigure out and figure out what happened? This happened in March at a restaurant in Warren, Michigan, a suburb of Detroit. Good gosh. That's where that's where they get the snap, right? <laughs> yes. That's how they get the snap of those yummy hot dogs of yours. And see, it all comes back full circle. Honestly, how did they not shut it all down? I, I want to know what happened afterwards. I want to know how it happened because it's it's that's like a frightening story. There's a lot of there's a lot of not looking when that occurs it's in multiple steps. That's why I don't eat soup. <laughs> that must be it. The Bareface Canadian Whiskey. Guys, have it neat. Have it neat, aged seven years. And uh, this uh, JRE Tobacco, the Aladino Limited Edition. I'm into the final third. It's a fine smoke. 16 bucks, a little on the high side. Worth trying, really kind of expanding the palate out. Um, There's a lot happening here. And really does come in in that medium full. Nice, nice stick. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke, and Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.